Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. My name is Josh. And uh, today we're going to be covering four more hits from the Billboard Top 100. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these guys open. Um, Josh, what are we drinking today? Today we're drinking Mickey's. The bottles are back. Oh, they're back. There's plastic for so long, but now the glass is returned. Cool. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers, my friend. Thank you. <sighs> so good. <laughs> this is actually way better than... Um, Miller? Oh, yeah, last week we were doing Miller Highlight, which is the classic, but <clears throat> Mickey's just makes me feel a little more respectable, yeah. you know? Makes me feel better about myself. You gotta, you gotta do the uh, orange, right? What's it called? Oh, Brass Monkeys, Brass dude. Monkey. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, that was the jam in college, and... Um, and I've still never done it. Uh, well, we're gonna have to... We might have to do that at the show sometime. You know, now that you mentioned it, I think that would be fun. Uh, but anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. This podcast is about the music, and then <laughs> also about us drinking. So let's get to the music. So looking at the Billboard Top 100 list, number one is Despacito. It hasn't moved. It was there last week, so we're gonna keep going. Number two is Wild Thoughts, which I believe also hasn't moved from last week. Call me Rihanna. You still need to call Josh. Come on. What's going on? Um, number three is Bodak Yellow Money Moves by <laughs> Cardi B. Sounds like a winner. We're going to check this out. Let's uh, let's get into it. See what happens. I don't dance now. I make money moves. Say I don't got to dance. I make money moves. If I see you now speak, that means I don't fuck with you. I'm a boss. You a worker, bitch. I make money moves. All right, so real, real quick, we're going to nutshell uh, this Cardi B review. Because uh, Seth is a dumbass and forgot to unplug his headphones before he recorded. So... Uh, sorry about that. Listen, we're cracking open 40s. It's Things okay. go wrong sometimes. I'm a little more buzzed now. It'll be more, it'll be, it'll be more entertaining. It's perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so basically, um, I my consensus is that I really like the song. I feel like it actually bears some resemblance to Migos' Bad and Bougie with like, the dark, kind of trap-influenced sound. Um, I thought her flow was really great. I really appreciate that there's a, a female rapper in the top five of the Billboard Top 100. Um, I think that she's, I would almost be close to say that she's a worthy successor to Nicki Minaj's glory days um, versus the, you know, UFO, satellite, space alien shit she's doing now. Um, but I would say, you know, of course, some of the lyrics were kind of silly, <laughs> as is part of the chorus for rap. Right. Uh, or popular rap, I should say. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna give you the lowdown right now. Okay. So give me the give me the Rossi lowdown. The music and her flow, the vibe was, I enjoyed it. It was dark, kind of aggressive. Mm -hmm. It was like a little creepy. It was a little bit like, are there ghosts around and this jungle that we're about to fight in? That's right. She brings you to the jungle where you're about to fight with her because she's gonna prove to you that she's the fucking tribal chief, not you. She's the boss. She's the boss. You're the worker. Um, She's the master of her domain. <clears throat> all right. So that was all cool. Rhythms are cool. Um, the lyrics got a little bit too cardi braggadocious for me. Um, I started um, just feeling like, man, you're just you're emphasizing this whole capitalist be smart, rise to the top, fuck the people, you're superior, you're more important, you're blah, blah, blah. 
That was, bothered me. I don't know about Seth, but that was bothered me. I um, well, my argument was that that's kind of the that's kind of the general flow of uh, that's kind of how it goes with with popular hip hop is it's right. either about bragging, about getting high and doing crazy shit, or it's about your mama. But it's like it's also emphasizing the oh I got money I'm better than you. It's like it's making people feel like money is having money is attached to their worth. That's right, not good. Um, Basically, we just need to be nicer to everybody and yeah. uh, live in a uh, cash-free. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But um, what was the last? Okay, it's a couple last points. Um, I can only remember one. One last point. <laughs> okay. There was a line in there that we both loved, which we must share because it was made me happy. Oh yeah, it was the line about uh, yeah. my pussy is a lake. Uh, he'll swim with his face, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. If you want to do that, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, that was. A, that was. Yeah. I like. If I was drinking when I had heard that, I would have snorted it out of my nose for sure. That was the best line by far. Um, just for that line alone, I would actually put this song higher than most of the other ones I've heard. Um, I was saying I would rank this about the same with Despacito. I really like this song a lot. It actually overtook. Um, a Unfre- song, unforget- <laughs> which in the last take, Josh literally forgot what it was called, which is amazing. And yeah. you know, even uh, it shows even more how much of a forgettable song it is. Um, and then it also overtook uh, the Imagine Dragons song "Believer," which neither of us really likes. I'm not a believer. It's not a believer. I'm a believer, but not a believer. Yeah. Oh, actually, as a footnote, I just want to make, po- point this out before we move on. Um, the uh, so French Montana. We're talking about him again, sorry. Uh, French Montana did Unforgettable. Okay. And um, basically the the single cover art for it is a photo of his mom and his dad uh, at their wedding. Okay. And he was basically like, yeah, you know... He posted on his Instagram, he was basically like, yeah, uh, this is a, a really unforgettable moment and I wanted to, to share it with everybody and I wanted to make this song about that. Which is really fucking funny because there's literally a line in the song about I want to give it to her like a marriage, mm-hmm. which at the time sounded really dumb oh, and sounded right. super vanilla and boring. Yeah. However, and to re- upon reading it later, uh, because we weren't using Genius before, but now we are because we're advanced like that. Right. Upon reading it later, it turns out that the song is literally about him getting with a chick who is already in a relationship. Oh, okay. So uh, the fact that his parents' wedding photo is on the cover of a song about him cheating on a chick... Or cheating the chick, with the chick cheating yeah. with the chick is super hilarious to me, and um, I will never kind of speaks that for itself. Yeah. Kind of speaks for itself. So I just wanted to throw that out there before I forgot because it was a hilarious story. I'm and I'm giving I, French Montana some love here. Uh, actually, we're giving him the opposite yeah. of that. We're giving him attention, but I wouldn't say love is what we're giving him. Um, although that's actually a really great segue because. The next song that we're gonna do is "Attention" by Charlie Puth. Oh. Did you know that? I don't no, think. No, wow, I, that was great. That was a great song. Charlie segue. Puth. Puth puff. It's like tooth, but with a p. It's like poop, but with a th. Oh <laughs> man, that's Charlie Puth. There you go. Attention, I knew from the start 
man, I gotta say, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with this song, so you know, I. I, cause so. Charlie, Charlie Puth is somebody who all of his previous work I've just absolutely hated. Okay. I like can't, I couldn't stand him when he did that song with Megan Trainor. Um, there was some other fucking song he did where I was like, God, what a, what a tool. <laughs> but this song is like so good. It's so catchy. The I mean, of course I could be critical of the lyrics, um, but that, that, beat the the melody line is so good and yeah. it like it gets in your head and like it really it really sticks there yeah um that bass line is just so so great i was really into it yeah i would say the bass line and like drums it it got my head bobbing that's what any good song you just you just wanted to get their head bobbing it got my head bobbing and i was like I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> and um, I wasn't paying too much attention to the lyrics, and then I started to. And I actually, I like that it's a change of pace from the, like, clubbing or hooking up at a club. Mm-hmm. I like that it's, like, uh, you know, describing what happens sometimes with people when they break up. Um, there's a line I liked, the dress is karma, perfume regret. It's like, he probably broke up with her. And then seeing her in the dress is like karma biting him because he regrets it. Um, uh, and then the okay. perfume regret. I don't know. Maybe I'll see her perfume. But um, yeah. And then it's like she maybe out of her hurt feelings is trying to get revenge. She just wants to make him regret what he did, but she doesn't want to get back with him. I was, you know, I was solid. I, the lyrics are pretty good. I enjoy the story, but more importantly, the beat. Down with the beat. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was really shocked. You know, especially because when that when it first started. I was definitely cynical of it. I was like, I was, my expectations were so low. I I thought it was going to be, because he had done a lot of like singer songwriter songs before. He did a lot of like piano ballads. That was kind of like his thing. But this is really like a a maturing sound, you know, like it's really, it really speaks to me like he knows what he's doing and he is really, it's almost like a, he's using that high register sort of in like a Sam Smith kind of way. Um, like the way he uses the falsetto. Right. Um, it's like a power falsetto. I mean, his voice is good. Um, it didn't particularly strike me. I wasn't, um, super feeling his voice, but, you know, obviously it's good and it's very, uh, treated and all that. Yeah. Now, what's interesting to me is I was actually looking this up, uh, just info-wise, and, um, because I was wondering who the producer was, because it sounded... Like, you know, kind of Daft Punk-esque, kind of electronic-y. Um, turns out, not only was this recorded in Sir Puth's home studio, <laughs> but it was actually, he was the producer on the song. Oh, cool. Which uh, is very impressive to me, you know? Like, yeah. to be able to really, I don't know, be able to hone in on it. The, what, the only unfortunate thing I would say is because there's so much low-end, when we started listening to the song, it was super rattly. Right. Um, but I don't know if that's the sound system's fault or if that's the song's fault. Um, um, it's it's a little of both. But my, what we're listening to, my car, the speakers are like really bass heavy. These particular the speakers in this car. Right. Um, I we should point out we were 
sort of joking about is it pooth or puth? <laughs> and then what was your joke, Seth? Puth just made me laugh so hard. Well, it's like either way, it sounds like you got a lisp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so god. Charlie, Charlie Puth. This is kind of a sidetrack, real quick, because I think it's pretty clear how I feel about the song. Um, I'm so conflicted as to how I feel about Mr. Puth as a as like a. a person and as well not as a person I mean who gives a shit about that but um as like a songwriter you know because I have so I had so little respect for him before I heard this song but now that I've heard this song it's something that I could listen to like to I don't know like dare I say enjoy on my own I see I see. And I don't think I would ever have said that about a Charlie Puth song before. Right. I mean, honestly, I didn't know who he was. This is the first time I heard him, so. It's really, like, it's really shocking to me how much of a of a change he made in his sound. Uh, especially because, God, there were so many... I mean, I'm going to pull up, you know, insert sample here of uh, that Megan Trainor song he was on. But, oh my God, it was just so cringeworthy. I, you know... It was literally about, like, having a nice, like, no sex before marriage, like, super vanilla relationship with somebody. <laughs> and it's like Megan Trainor kind of is doing that anyway with the whole, like, oh, look at me, I'm so, like, young and innocent, but, like, fuck the skinny bitches. I mean, just kidding. You should be happy with whatever you look like. I mean, it's like her her style of song is, like, so grating to me that because he was on it with that face that face of his mm-hmm. it just like added fuel to the fire <laughs> of my anger and malcontent but to hear him on this song it like it's like wow you're like an adult you you actually it's like a pretty sexy groove man like you could walk into a bar and be like yeah i i feel confident that i could attract somebody of my uh, of my intent with this song, <laughs> as opposed to the other one where it's like, oh, you're at like middle school prom and yeah. like you need to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Listen to it, and be like, I can walk into the club and get with his ex that he's all wanting to get with that he can't. Yeah, dude. I'll get with her. Yeah, fuck yeah. If you've got this song playing, hey, I'll hit up your ex, Charlie Puth. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> the one thing that kind of, I mean, he was like. <laughs> no, there was a line. Wait, let me see if I can find it here. Um, it was a line about about how he's all up on her, but she's not coming home with him tonight. So, like, it's funny because in the context of the song, he's all like, "Oh shit, I broke up with her, and it's awkward, but we're still dancing together." <laughs> it's like, how did that happen? Like, if anything, it's like she would just wanna. I mean, unless if they're dancing, and then he's like. Hey, do you want to, like, get out of here? She's like, no, fuck you, and, like, right. leaves. And that's the attention. Yeah, that's what she's getting Maybe for. she's, like, playing hard to get. But I don't know, like, that almost seems like too much. Like, I almost feel like she would be, like, across the room, like, looking sexy, and he's like, damn, I wish I could dance with her again. But, like, sh- sh- he's dancing right. with her. I think she wants to inflict even more... Blue, like, emotional blue pain? Ball- yeah, or I was gonna go... The <laughs> more blue, blue ball yeah. Balladedness. You heard it here first. Yeah, I'm gonna let you grind on me, but nah, we're not taking our clothes off. Yeah. So, anyway, no, I was... I was... I'm, but, I'm know, so surprised. He's always got Jill or another girl. He's Charlie Puth. Other girls want him. You know, with that, with that single eyebrow thing he's got going on. He was born that way. I'm, I or guess... Or maybe, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is Maybelline. You're right. I shouldn't judge a man's Maybelline habits. Don't use Maybelline on your eyebrows. Weird things will happen. You'll look like Charlie Puth. 
Um, <laughs> so, oh, anyway, well, I think we're ready to move on. Uh, the next song is Sean Mendez, Ain't Nothing Holding Me Back. Let's give this one a whirl. You go crazy, you take all my inhibitions. Baby, there's nothing holding me back. You take me places that tear up my reputation, manipulate my decisions. Baby, there's nothing holding me back. So, uh, Josh, how you doing over there? Um, you're looking a little, uh, looking yeah. a little, <laughs> a little concerned. I'm fine. It just that song was, I don't know, very. For, it was more forgettable than the other guy. Than the other guy you already forgot? Yeah, French Montana. <laughs> more forgettable than unforgettable. Damn. Nah, man. Oh, it was so forgettable. I want to make a last point about the Puth song. All right. This- <laughs> This is probably <laughs> damn. That's this cold. This is probably me it's just fucking cold. This is probably me just being nostalgic. But I forgot to mention there's a part of me at a certain point where I was like, "Oh, these harmonies kicked in. I wish it was like a boy band and it was like five different dudes harmonizing instead of just Pooh harmonizing with himself." I was like, "I wish this was like." But well, anyway, well, you know what they say about guys harmonizing with themselves. I don't know what they say. Well, then, clearly, you haven't done it enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Oh, I get it, I get it. Uh, let's, let's talk about Sean Mendes <laughs> here real quick before we harmonize with ourselves off screen here. Um, swig. That's the, he says as he takes a long swig. Um, so here's the thing is, like, <laughs> while I was in the moment of the song, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I think this is actually a song where I like the lyrics more than I like the actual song. Right. Uh, which is very rare. <laughs> well, this is, you know, technically the second episode of this of this podcast, but um, <laughs> I think it's pretty rare for there to be a song on the top 40 where I like the lyrics more than I actually like the song itself. Right. But this is a song that I could, like, get behind because it's like, you know, he's, like, about it. It's about a dude with a, with a girl who like puts him in situations he didn't think he would ever be in and it's like it's um it's like a new thing for him and she's like making him like go out to places that would ruin his reputation um but he's like okay with it because she's cool i actually realized though that as i'm saying that um he says that he gets shaky and that she drives him crazy I guess he says that he likes it, though, right? No, he's down with it. Yeah. Okay, because I, I was yeah. about to be like, he doesn't really say how he feels about it, but no I honestly does. thought everything about it was bland. <laughs> but I would but? I would agree with you. Like, the lyrics are positive. It's like, she makes him feel more free and mm-hmm. happy and adventurous. You know, that's good. Good for Sean. Go, Sean. Go, Sean. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm assuming... That uh, it's not written by like more than just Sean, and it's a very genuine personal experience he's talking about. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sure. Well, his backstory is that he was a YouTube star. He would do covers on okay. on Vine, um, but then he got like picked up by a company, got a record deal, boom, off to the races. I'm impressed. That you know, I'm, I didn't know any of that. I actually just looked at Wikipedia while I was listening to okay. the song. So, okay. uh, but <laughs> but um, so that being said, you know, like he's a pretty new artist, so this is probably like a new type of song 
uh, for him to write because he had actually had a song that was big on on the radio called Stitches, uh, which I personally also thought was pretty good, but was like pretty pretty cliched and whatever. Mm-hmm. I I don't even remember what it sounds like. I just remember that I listened to it at one point and was like, oh, this is like better than most of the other stuff that's on right now. So, and this is a song where, like, if it came on the radio, I don't know if I would keep it on. I would instantly change it. Instantly. <laughs> Less than a second. You should think about it. Take a second. Josh was like, fuck I'd be that. like, why the fuck am I? I was like, oh, accident. I didn't mean to go to that station. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, this must be that station I don't like. <laughs> yeah. It probably would be. Alright, quick question. Were you yawning earlier? Just, like, 20 seconds ago. Uh, no, I was okay. I was trying to stifle a burp, is okay. what that was. Because I think my, like, unconscious, or, like, my uh, instincts or something, like, I didn't think you were yawning, but because it was so similar to yawning, my brain was like, he's yawning, and then I yawned because of it. See, that's what's crazy about yawns, is it doesn't even have to it's be contagious. a yawn. But if your brain thinks it's a yawn, it's going to do it, too. Just saying yawn is making me want to yawn. Sorry, bro. Almost as much as that song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn! Way to bring it back around. <laughs> Shit. Alright, well, so where would you so where would you list this on the, the pantheon of other of, songs uh, that we've heard so far in this podcast? Uh, it's pretty low. It's like in the yeah. it's in the unforgettable realm. It's on the unforgettable realm. Yeah. But it's not like as actively I don't actively dislike it as much as Imagine Dragons. Okay. So Believer is still holding the li- the title of least yeah. liked track. Least liked by Josh. Okay. Believer. Least liked by Josh. Cool. Okay. Well, um, you know, we'll see if that title gets overthrown. Um, <laughs> not to say that it should or will. <coughs> I'm just saying. Wait, was that the second or third song? The third song. The one that we just listened to. Yeah. Um, damn, how much of that 40 of you drank? I don't know, over half. This is actually uh, the third, oh. amazingly. Oh, man. It's going by so fast. It is going by fast. What a good time we're having. I know, we're just, you know, time flies when you're drinking with your buddies. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can make this, as, uh, maybe we can make our second episode a special episode and do more than four songs. Yeah, it feels like these are shorter responses, we could do five. I think it's because these songs are a little more straightforward. I think the other songs actually had more uh, production and more, like, things to talk about. Right. But these songs, I think as we get further down the Billboard list, we're gonna find more songs that are kind of... Mm. You know, a dime a dozen. Blase. Churn them out. Blase. Not entirely sure what that word means. I think I forgot. Oh, uh, dude, how can you not know what that? You said it with such conviction. Let's look it up and. and um, That's the well. Well, we're gonna look that up in a second and here. We'll tell people. Uh, the next song, number eight on Billboard Top 100. That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Oh, um, I like Bruno Mars. I like me some Bruno Mars. So we'll see what this. Uh, see where this takes us. So 
so real quick before we start this, I just want to say, uh, we're sitting uh, at the top of a, a parking structure, and some dude was walking up the stairs while I was listening to that song, and we made eye contact, oh, okay. and it was during uh, the beginning of the chorus before the beat comes in with the with the snaps, and I was doing the snaps, and I looked at him, and was like, yeah, and he just looked at me like, <laughs> just like kept walking. I was man. like, "Dude, come on, we're jamming out. We're jamming out, man." Um, yo, fucking Bruno Mars yeah. coming through, straight up. Holy shit! He came through in the clutch. God I was like, damn! I was like, I'm so over this. And then I was like, Holy Oh crap. my god! I dude. fucking loved that song. God. I legitimately loved that. What song. What a great song and what a great mm-hmm. album! I feel like every single I've heard off of this new album is fucking great, dude. Like that. this is the one that had 24 Karat Magic. Uh. It had, oh man, it had the one about getting a perm. That song is great. I don't know his stuff. God damn. That song was like... So good. It was like the caviar. I started to get those, like, the happiness I feel when I listen to Michael. Dude, there was a lot of Michael in that song. It's like, they got it. They just kept mixing it up with these, like, different little instruments and parts coming in and out. They'd mix up the rhythms. I just love the chord and the melodies. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if you caught it, dude, but that pre-chorus... There was something about the way that the chord progression went that was very reminiscent of Michael Jackson and like very like 80s. Yeah. Um, but there just was. God damn dude Like his bridge was great The little build up Oh man I'm down with that Like literally Just when I thought I wasn't gonna like the bridge It did that second half On the line Wow That was just God And I gotta say It's like It's like a song Where it's like You're excited And happy to be in love I'm like I'm Yeah and then I gotta they they shout out to the Snow White reference. <laughs> Fucking love. I love old, yes. old Disney. I was like, love old Disney. I was like, yes. that's right, man. <laughs> that's so funny. You made this great song that made me feel happy, and you reminded me of a great movie that makes me feel happy. But dude, you know what? I actually have to say, I have to say, Josh, I think that's a perfect that Snow White metaphor is a is the perfect like explanation for why I think this song is superior to so many other songs about bagging chicks. This is a song, I mean it's a song about getting with a girl. He's talking about sex by the fire. That's like a thing that's happening. <laughs> you know, he's not but he's he, I mean he's not hiding it but that's what's that's what's happening. Right. But what's great about that line and what that I think that line is really what this song is all about is cuz he's looking in the mirror and he says, "Who's the fairest?" Is it you? Is it me? Put us both together. Yeah, say it's us. It's, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, like, that's, and that's it. It's, it's like Bruno Mars is a classy motherfucker, you know? Like, he's somebody who... He's like, it's not about... He's like, I can get you things, but, like, it's us together that is uh, the best look. Exactly. Which is, like, that's so awesome and so classy. I and, give you th- five thumbs up. <laughs> I have five thumbs, people. He gets all five of them. I'm, uh... I don't. I have two. I mean, but well, two is not enough thumbs up for what it deserves. It's just goddamn, dude. And like, it's it, yeah, like the production on it. It's so like bright and like optimistic and like yeah. It's it's like it's like that feeling when you're driving <laughs> through the city and you see like a big neon sign and you're like filled with that like that hope and wonder right. of seeing such like a big like shiny spectacle. 
And it's like it's there, but it's like in song form, you know. Right. It's literally like you're going out in the town and like you're seeing like a big sign, and you're like, "This is the greatest. This is the greatest. This is the best night I've exactly. had in weeks." People, the song was. I enjoyed it so much, I forgot to turn the stereo off, so the buzzing was going. Exactly. But we're gonna leave that in because that's oh, yeah. that's what we're fucking talking about. When you have a song, it's just yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I like. Can, can you think of anything that you didn't like about the song? That's actually the question no. of the hour, the I think. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. No. Um, I, was, I, I, I need to listen to more Bruno Mars, apparently. So, good? it's funny because Bruno Mars is another dude where, like, when he started his career, I was like, ah, Bruno Mars, fuck that guy. Like, honestly, when the Lazy song came out, I was like, this song's so annoying. Mm-hmm. I can't even stand it. But then he turned it around, um... It was the album before 24 Karat Magic, which has, I think, the gorilla on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when, um, oh man, what is the name of that song? It's not Uptown Funk, because that was a Mark Ronson song. Dude, um, I, met, I met Mark Ronson. What? You met Mark Ronson? He, like, produces and writes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what was, wait, can, let's have a story time here. What was the setting? Like, how'd you um, meet him? I was doing Postmates delivering food and stuff. <laughs> oh my god. And he ordered food. Did you deliver to Mark Ronson? I delivered to Mark Ronson. Yeah, wow. at his studio. I at his studio? I didn't studio? know who he was. I just delivered, I just delivered something to this guy and I was like, wow. I was like, wow, this is a really, you know, prestigious studio here. I wonder who this Mark Ronson guy is. And I Googled him. And I was like, oh, okay. Damn. That guy works, you know, he's putting out a lot of money. I mean, he's a busy dude, you know, he's, he produces a ton of people. Um... Nice That's awesome, dude. That is crazy. Yeah. That's uh, that's really something, man. You're yeah, so I ca- forgot until just now you mentioned. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take it. That's so funny. So so casual. Just like whatever. Oh, okay. So it looks like Mark Ronson was actually working with Bruno Mars since Unorthodox Jukebox, which is wow. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, I was apologizing more to the listeners than I was. We've burped in front of each other many times, but... So, Unorthodox Jukebox is the song... Is the album that has Treasure on it. Um, It has Locked Out of Heaven. Um, It has When I Was Your Man, which I'm not as big a fan of. But Treasure, for sure, that song is banging. Like, have you ever heard that song, dude? I'll be straight up. I don't... I've heard, like, two other Bruno Mars songs. I don't remember them. Oh, dude, we're gonna have to listen to that song later. Um, It's so good. (laughs) The music video for it is unbelievable. I'll show it to you later. But anyway, um, I think ever since the Orthodox Jukebox, um, he's been taking a lot... Sorry. Listen, okay? It's the stoner drawl and the beer, <laughs> all right? God. Beer. You know what, Rossi? You fucking... You sass machine. Um, <laughs> you said, like, four words, and they were none of them were... Listen, <laughs> but you knew, what I, you knew what I said, though, I right? I don't. That's why I laughed. I didn't understand what you were saying. Oh, my God. I was like, all right. Okay, bro. so, unorthodox jukebox is what I was trying to say. I actually don't remember if that's <laughs> what I was trying to say. Cause I no, was, it was something know. else. I, God, that. I don't even fucking... Listen, it came out too fast because I was trying to get it out fast before <laughs> I forgot it, but now I forgot it. So. Okay. I ruined it. It's all right. It's, <laughs> you ruined the moment, man. Um, I lost my idea. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, anyway, but... So when Bruno Mars... Uh, when he... That album... Unorthodox Jukebox. I'm gonna fucking try really hard to pronounce that shit correctly now. Mm-hmm. 
so that I don't sound like a stoner. Um, that album was a real game changer for him, in my opinion, because that's when he went, he embraced the funk. Like, the funk was always sort of in the background for him, but I think that that album really brought it out, and that, like, brought it to the limelight. And when he came out with some of those singles that people were like, fuck yeah, this is awesome, you sound kind of like an incarnation of MJ right now, he was like, cool. And what's great about Bruno Mars is that he wasn't an asshole and was like, oh, people like it, I'm going to try something totally different, and they're going to like it more, and then they don't, and they hate you forever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bruno Mars is like, you know what, the people are saying they like the funk, I'm going to bring the funk, like, five times harder than I've ever right. brought it before. And, like, that was when Uptown Funk came out, and that song fucking blew people away. It blew me away. Like, the first time I heard that song, I was like, what year is it? This is amazing. It's 1979, Minnesota. It's fucking... It was perfect. Like, that, that's, like, pretty much a perfect song. And, um... And I'm glad to see that he's continuing that almost completely... That's, like, his whole vibe on this new album. Mm. And this song really is a exemplary uh, incarnation of that, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty much all we need to say about it. We've said all that we can. I mean, we've probably said more than we needed to even, but um, I can't believe that... Wait, let me let me look at what number this is. Is this number seven, eight on the billboards right now? It should be one. It should be one. should fucking w- absolutely be one. I'm, I'm no longer a believer. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, it's a, it's well, you never point. were a believer. <laughs> that was the... I stopped believing and I... I stopped believing? I went to Mars. Oh shit! What, dude? Planet Mars. Uh, what's that line? That Outcast line about girls or Mars? Um, I forgot. Oh, a down to Mars girl. That's what it is. Okay. You gotta get that down to Mars girl, dude. Anyway, um. I got Rihanna. Well, she needs to call you back first. P.S. Rihanna, can you please call Josh? It's been a couple weeks now. He's really getting desperate. No, I didn't call her. No, you didn't call her, because she hasn't called you, dude. You need her number first to call her. I have her number. You have her number? Why haven't you called her? No, 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 I don't have her number. I gave her my number. Okay, and well, she, that's a different she, story. She called me, like, within the night, and I was like, that's too soon, too desperate. What? It's too desperate, so I was like, dude. I'm, I was like I'm gonna wait until she calls me uh, back a second time when I'm back here. Okay, here's the thing, though, is that the, the three-day rule, it doesn't apply to somebody that's famous. Oh, if somebody that's famous calls you, you immediately answer. My bad. My bad, Rihanna. Rihanna, if you're listening to this, just I, like, just he's got your back. Just know that. Just know that. Um. Anyway, well, this is the fourth song, but I think we gotta do another one because we're having too much fun here. Let's do one more. We'll do one more. Okay, we'll do one more. We still have forties. We have to. We still got the forties. Still cranking it. Uh, this last song, which I'm very excited to hear your opinion on, uh-huh. is "The Shape of You" by Ed Sheeran. It's uh, it's been around. Oh yeah, Ed Sheeran. Okay. Let's fucking do it, man. Bet she'd smell like you Every day discovering something brand new Alright, so, uh... 40s 
are done. Well, I actually still have some of mine. No, I have, we also, I have like... A, I just spoke too soon. Yeah. Sorry, fucking cheers, dude. Listen to us drink, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that just the greatest sound ever? You're gonna hear a lot more of it if you listen to this podcast, so... Yeah. Apologies in advance for... The last song of the night always gets a little sloppy, but, you know, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do our best here. Um... So Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. What'd you think about that? Mm. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm drinking the beer. Um, it's casual, you know. I thought, okay, I liked the the melody and the chord progressions. Like I, I'm I Ed Sheeran's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit repetitive. Like I noticed, like when the maybe third time the chorus came around, I was like, I realized I was zoning out. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, it's, uh, I personally, okay, personally, and most people I know, they have not made, like, um, very, what would the word be, like, they have, the relationships that my friends and myself personally have made at bars have not been, like, the most rewarding or, um, enlightening or, like, exciting so it's like a, you know he doesn't go to a club but he goes to a bar and it's I don't know it, you know for some people maybe they meet other great people but I've met the people I've met that I've really been thankful to have met have not been at bars um, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's like a nice song they love each other I guess they, well I don't know if they love each other though they try to start to love each other well cause like look at the lyrics and even even the the title of the song is the shape of you, right? right. And he keeps saying, "I'm in love with your body." Yeah, but then yeah, then it's like, oh, we talk about these things, and then like he mentions the conversational aspect of you know getting to know each other. It almost seems like the conversation is like not very <laughs> exciting to him, but like making out in the backseat of that taxi is more exciting <laughs> to him. You know, I don't um, know, you know, because she's like she's she's like. Don't say too much. Just put your hands on my hips or something. Right. That's know. true. I don't know. So it's more like a physical attraction than it is like a, a, a right emotional attraction, I guess. Right. Um, which is fine. That's a fine type of relationship yeah. to have. It's just yeah. Um, but I don't know. Something about the. I guess it's. I guess it's like they're just physically attracted to each other, and like their emotions just like don't work. As far as, like, a relationship goes. Um, which is complicated. That happens to people. Yeah. That, yeah. Um. I will say that, um, I did see this song performed at the Grammys when, God, when, whenever that happened. Okay. That was, like, months ago. What did you think of it then? Then, I was actually more impressed with it because he was a one-man band. Like, oh, yeah. he played this whole song just doing samples yeah. and, He's like, loops. Very, very He's very talented, very skilled, and impressive by himself. Yeah. He is. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if he did most of this, like, recording on his own as well. Um, something about Ed Sheeran has never really gotten to me, I guess. Yeah. Same here. I think that it's something about the the genuineness of his songs, um, and I think that out of all of them, this song feels the most genuine uh, because it's about a relationship that is complicated, you know, and has, right. you know, they're attracted to each other, but they're not attracted to each other in a different way. Like they'll talk, 
and it'll be super average, and then they're in the backseat of the taxi, and they're making out. So, like, right. they're into that part, but they're not into the other part. I don't... I'd have to, like, look at the lyrics more to agree or not, but I will say... I personally, like, it's difficult. Like, you can kind of have your fun for a brief time, but very quickly it's like, if there's not a, if there's not a different kind of connection, like, I just, I'm just not interested at all. Yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's definitely like a relationship type that people have, you know, there's, um, you know, I mean, that's basically hookup culture, right? Right. It's like, you, you're with somebody because you're attracted to them. The shape, and, the shape of their body. Yeah, the shape of their body, exactly. How they smell. And you don't really even care about talking to them that much. The way they bite. Well. Sorry. I'm No, that, I mean... That's just between Seth and I, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, did, I didn't think that was going to come out in this podcast, but, you know, uh, we're at the bottom of these 40s here, so... I'm sorry, even. Dude, don't be sorry. Listen, listen, girl, sorry. listen baby, this sorry, is just girl. between us, okay? It's fine. Um, Call me Rihanna... I was just joking. Yeah, <laughs> just you should be apologizing to Rihanna. Yeah. So you should be apologizing too. Cause... Oh wait, no, she already called. I have to call her back first. God, you don't even know. You don't even know, Josh. Jesus. What if she doesn't care about me and she just liked the shape of my body? Well, if she liked the shape of your body, Josh, I would take that as a compliment because I'm sure she's seen a lot of bodies in right. the. Well, she's certainly seen DJ Khaled's body. DJ Although that being said, she walked in front of him for most of that music video, so I don't really know if that counts. Yeah. Doesn't. Um, <laughs> damn. Yeah, we're self-referential in this show, folks. It's just what we do. No. You know, we it's, try to bring that meta culture to you right. directly, so you don't have to like go all like you know looking that <laughs> shit up in the Wikipedia files. It's only the second episode, but we're trying to keep it real with you right now. Um, so where would you rank? Th- so this is actually kind of a weird one. Um, uh, where would you rank this? As far as the songs we've listened to tonight, even it was low. It was, it was low. It was above the uh, above the Sean above song. the Sean Mendez song. Swan song. It was above that the one. The Swan song. Yeah, I was trying to get a little Damn. Zeppelin reference. Damn, that was um, super Zeppelin so reference. So it was above the Sean one, but other than that, it, I don't know that. I don't. I might have liked all the other ones more. Okay. okay. I don't know. Is that right? Um, I'm, let's see. I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that this is pretty far down for me. As far as... I mean, it's hard to say. You know, we had we actually had... Compared to last week, we had a lot of really good song choices this week. Right. We had Bodak Yellow. We had Attention, which was fucking... I was, I was shocked by that one. I thought I was going to hate that one, but it was great. Uh, Nothing Holding Me Back was like, all right, that's what I like. By far the best. Yeah. And then this one, I would actually say, you know, for me personally, I think that's what I like, obviously, number one. <laughs> I would say this was, like, number th- three. I like, it's, it's like, second to last for me. Right, me too. Um, and between Bodak Yellow and Attention, um, it's hard to pick. I, I, I kind of like Bodak Yellow a little more. I think it kind of edges it out a little bit, just because okay. of the wordplay. The wordplay was much more interesting to me than Attention. Right. I think Attention, it's a straightforward song, but the beat's really solid. But honestly, like, the reasons we liked it is because it was dark, therefore edgy. And, like, (laughs) it was a banger. Like, it had that that 808 beat. 
But in comparison to that Bruno Mars song, fucking doesn't even matter. So I don't know. I I think that the I think that fucking um, I think that Bodak Yellow was was second to me. Okay. Right underneath, nothing holding me back. Then attention. Uh, or sorry, no, that's what I like first. Then Bodak Yellow, then attention. Then there's nothing holding me back. The shape of you. I think that was my order. Okay. Shape of you is last. Um. Oh God. We're at the bottom of the forties. Things are getting a little complicated. Sorry. Yeah, I chugged the rest of my forty. <laughs> I have to pee now, but I would say. Exactly what you said was my ordering of the what I liked, but the shape of you was second last, and okay. the last was the Sean, Sean Mendez. Yeah, you know this this episode there wasn't really a lot of bad songs. I don't think we got any real bad songs no, this episode. Sean was bad, which is <laughs> inter- <laughs> was bad. I don't think it was bad though. Like I think it was boring. I don't think it was bad. I mean, Josh, okay, you're right. You're right. Josh I, would differ. Josh I didn't differ. actively dislike it the way I did the Imagine Dragon song, but, <laughs> but I, I see what you mean. But I, I think that that's a good indicator, or not? Not indicator. It's not the right word. Um, I think that this was a good, a good batch of songs though. You know, last episode we got a surprising amount of songs that we thought were really bad. Um, which I think is interesting because the fr- the higher up you go, you'd think that the songs would get better. I mean, if it were up to yeah. me, that Bruno Mars song would still be number one. Yeah. I'm sure it was number one at some point, just Hopefully. because it sounds so different from anything else on this list. Um, but it's been on there for a while. I mean, we researched it. This album's been out since 2016. It's been a long time. So it probably has had time to go a little bit lower. Also, Twenty Four Karat Magic, I'm sure, was number one at some point. Um, again, we haven't done our research yet, but pretty sure it's been up there. Um, so anyway, I guess that's the end of the episode. Um, is, any conclusions you want to say, Josh? I would say I've had a great time. I love you guys, and I'm gonna go pee on top of a parking structure. That sounds great. That's it's just like peeing off the wall in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Except we're not surrounded by ice zombies and we're only surrounded by regular zombies. Right. Right. Uh well, this has been another episode of 40 40s on 40s. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that in the final. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come join us next time when we review more more top <laughs> forty songs. So hard I'm trying so hard, Josh. <laughs> we are trying. God. We will It's because we care. Top 40, it's because we care. It's, it's gonna be a different beer. Stay tuned. Which beer will we <laughs> which beer will we drink next? I don't know. We would make a poll, but there's probably only like four of you listening. Right. So um, anyway, stay fly. We'll talk to you soon. You're the best. And uh, yeah. Bye. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.